thank you, veterans, for being here. Uh, I am so appreciative of our veterans. And for also, we don't mention, we haven't in the other sources, all of the family that surround those veterans, right? Could I have all of the family members stand up? I'll tell you what, veterans, you couldn't do it without these people, right? That's right, thank you guys, thank you so much. Because for every strong person, there's always someone around that person that's supporting. And uh, so thank you, I'm a family member of veterans as well. Well, Friday, I grew up, November 11th was always, I'm out of breath, I was really enjoying that last song. <laughs> Have to put a different hat on now. Uh, I grew up, it was my, my grandfather's birthday, but I learned later, after my brother served in the military, that uh, November 11th was the day of what? To s yes, yeah, we, we get the official name in this service, uh, but it's Veterans Day, and it's a day in America that we honor all of our veterans and uh, those that are both living and those that are gone as well. It's a day that we set aside to thank you, to thank our veterans for your dedicated service, your loyal service to our country, so many of us get to, well, all of us get to enjoy the freedoms that uh, you have given your life to uh, serve this country. And I think that um, for many of us, we forget how privileged we really are. And so uh, we want to thank you year-round, but especially today, how deeply we appreciate the courageous sacrifices that all of you have made to serve our country and to keep our country free. And I am, I am deeply indebted to you, and I will forever... Uh, salute the flag and thank God and ask God's blessing on America. So we'd like to welcome you to our second annual Military Appreciation Day. Uh, last year was our first and it was just, uh, we just loved it so much and this today has just been so wonderful and we thank you that you're here. So we take this Sunday after Veterans Day here at Salem Fields Community Church to set aside to honor the millions of men and women that have that have given their lives so that we can freely worship here today. We're not persecuted. All of us were able to come here and know that we could worship freely, and I, I'm so thankful for that, and it's because that you've given your life. Many courageous men and women have come out on the other side of war, and some may not have had physical wounds or um, may not have had wounds that are visible. Uh, and then there are others that have come out scarred and torn and broken inside and out. And for all of those who have been in battle and all of those who have served, whether you've been in battle or not, you're all heroes. You're all heroes. And I thank God for you. Maybe you've heard of the statistics. 62,619 veterans are homeless on any given night. And more than twice that number are homeless over the course of a year. And the current estimates say that 22 veterans commit suicide every day. Now, if you do the math, that's one every 65 minutes. It's a tragedy. And the, and the age group of those, 69% uh, are 50 years and older, which means that most are in the category of Vietnam War veterans. However, that number is rapidly shifting younger because we have an increasing prevalence of PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, substance abuse, and a lack of psychiatric care among those that are returning from Iraq and Afghanistan. And so many may look okay on the outside, 
but uh, what has been experienced has been very traumatic. Buddy and I went to see the movie Hacksaw Ridge. Have you all seen that movie? Uh, no, I would encourage you to go see it. Um, and we became very acutely aware that many of our courageous men and women who've served our country have done things and seen things that they can barely speak of. You know, we went to see this movie. I wanted to see the story of this man. It's a true story. The courage and the bravery with which he served the country, and he had a conviction against bearing arms, but he was in the military and was a medic and went into uh, war, not carrying a gun, but dedicated to saving lives. And uh, I would love for you to go and see that. And Buddy and I were sitting in there, and I, it was an R-rated movie, and I don't generally go to R-rated movies because I'm very protective of my eyes and what I put in my eyes and my heart. Uh, so I don't, I don't do that. But I knew specifically what this, what this movie was going to be about. It was going to be about war. And I've never been very good at war movies. I don't, I don't like the sight of it. So I spent about an hour. I mean, everybody was jumping all over the place. A woman in front of Buddy almost killed him. It was almost a casualty in that. But I, I uh, kept my eyes covered for at least an hour of that movie because I did not want to see that. But the, it was, the sound was all around us, and uh, I just wanted it to stop to get to the next scene, but it just kept going and going. And quite honestly, I don't know if it was the Lord or what, but I became very aware, and I said to Buddy, I said, I'm almost ashamed because here we are in a movie, and I can barely take this. There, there are men that have fought in these wars and have come back and can barely speak of, of what they've experienced. And um, I'm thanking God today because two days ago, my nephew that has been doing his tour in Afghanistan uh, returned to American soil and he's safe. And he said, <laughs> I'll see him at Christmas, but I can't wait to hug him. He, had, he did have one uh, incidents where uh, they were they were saying the tank ahead of them took too big of a sweep and so they hit an IED and he was uh, the, he was hit but uh, only one guy got had a concussion and they seemed to come out okay but I know that that alone is very traumatic and then I think of my brother-in-law Buddy's oldest brother who served in Vietnam and you know how many years ago that's been and last Christmas was the very first time that he broke his silence to us about things that he had dealt with in, in Vietnam. And even as he was telling us, he was telling us what it was like even re, in the reentry, coming back into a country where uh, people were completely against that war and how difficult that was for him. But even as he spoke, and we were, we were amazed because he has never spoken about uh, what he experienced there. And Buddy just said he remembers as a, a young boy watching his brother go and come back and saying that he was changed forever. And even as Alton was speaking, he was shaking as he was talking to us about. Uh, the whole room was full of military brothers and sisters, and I think it was a little safer for him. It was right before my nephew was about to to go into the military, and, and I think it was a little safer for him to talk about that. But it's amazing what people have experienced. Not only do these courageous men and women serve and fight for our country, but they also fight for the soldiers next to them 
They fight to come home to their loved ones. They fight because of a love of country. And they fight because they have a hope that things truly can get better. We want to keep that hope, don't we? We want to keep that hope. So for that and many other reasons, we here at Salem Fields Community Church gladly and thankfully come together to honor the courage of America's finest. And we're going to show a clip of this, that movie, uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, Mel Gibson produced that. And uh, after that video, I'd like you to welcome, and you, he's been up here and you see him, but I never want you to take him for granted. I want you to welcome Pastor Jason Mueller. He's a very, very special veteran in my life. He's my son-in-law. I'm so thankful. He's a Marine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> And uh, he will then lead us in honoring all veterans, past and present, especially all of you that are joining us today. Hi, Mel Gibson here. Thank you for giving me a couple of minutes to honor our veterans. With every generation, I'm struck by the indelible marks left on the minds, hearts, and souls of our servicemen and women, and by the deep sacrifice of their families, too. I hope that my new film, Hacksaw Ridge, brings awareness to the struggles of our veterans and honors the brave men and women who've sacrificed so much for this country. Hacksaw Ridge tells the true story of World War II medic Desmond Doss. His bravery in battle, for which he received the Medal of Honor, is an example of the kind of courage we all need today. He tapped into something way bigger than himself, which I believe was the strength and power of God. So did he, by the way. I'm proud to honor our country's military with this film. For the veterans amongst you, respect, gratitude, and thank you for your service. Jesus said, there is no greater love than to lay down your one's life for one's friend. Today, we honor those men and women who have, in their military service, sacrificed their time, strength, ambition, health, and even their lives on this earth to benefit friends known and unknown. These men and women took an oath to this country to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. These women did so by seeking and saying these words at the very end of that oath, so help me God. Today, we thank those that served in our, our military and are currently serving. We thank those that have served in the United States Navy and Coast Guard to protect and serve off the shores and in the seas. We thank you for the men and women that call themselves Marines as they answer the call to duty as they continue to be the country's 911 force. We thank you for the men and women that served in the United States Army as they take the battlefield, moving the front lines forward to ensure that all makes experience the freedoms that we experience here around the world. And we thank you for the men and women that have served and are serving in our United States Air Force that patrol the skies and space, keeping a wonderful, keeping a watchful eye over the globe to support those that are working on the grounds below. Today, we honor our veterans. If you are a brother or sister in arms with me, would you please stand as we honor you this morning? And we thank you for your service. We at this time would like you to continue to stand as we present you a token of our appreciation. So they'll come forward and do that and then I will close us in prayer with this part of our service.
Let us pray. Lord, we ask that you would just be with these men and women today. We may not know the hidden battle scars that they still have with inside, Lord, but let them find peace and comfort today, resting in insurance that you're there to, hide, to, to guide them through today. Lord, we ask that you would continue to be with the family members of, of those that maybe have gone before, Lord, that they would just be touched by your loving arms of grace and mercy today. Lord, we just ask that you continue to bless us this day and bless the women, men and women that are fighting off the shores and around the world today. Lord, that would you just give them a special um, shield of protection around them today, Father. We thank you so much for bringing so many men and women back home safely, Lord. We thank you for the privilege that we all had to serve our country, Lord. And that, Lord, it's not something that we take for granted. So, Lord, would you just continue to bless us and, and honor us as we honor you, Lord, through our sacrifice and our service that we did for our country. We give you all praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for your service. You may be seated. Well, good morning. Thank you, uh, Jason, and all those who participate in making this happen. Uh, wow, it's great to be able to honor our military veterans uh, here at Salem Fields Community Church. And so thank you for coming and thank you for serving. And uh, we're just really excited about this day. Now, I know you're saying, oh, gosh, he's going to preach yet? I'll do it as fast as I can, okay? <laughs> but I just want to talk to you just for a moment because it, uh, I read a story this week about scientists at NASA who have developed a... Um, a gun built specifically to launch dead chickens. Now, doesn't that sound like a government project to you, to launch dead chickens at the windshields of military jets? Uh, and, it's a tr and that chicken is traveling at a maximum velocity. Can you imagine a chicken coming at you? <laughs> the idea is to simulate the frequent accidents of collisions uh, with airborne fowl to test the strength of windshields. Now, the British heard about this, and they, uh, they heard about the gun, and they wanted to test it out on the windshields of their, their new high-speed trains. And after the arrangements was made, uh, uh, they came and they delivered a gun. But when the gun was fired, the engineer was shocked as the chicken hurled out of the barrel of the gun. It crashed into the shatter, uh, shatterproof windshield and smashed it to sh uh, smithereens. It crashed through the control console. It snapped the engineer's back uh, rest in two, and it bedded itself in the back of the cabin. The British were horrified. And, and they, sent a, they sent NASA this disa the disastrous results of the experiment along with the, the designs of the windshield and begged the U.S. scientists for suggestions. And here was NASA's response in one sentence, thaw the chicken. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, today our focus has been on the uh, courageous men and women in uniform, which uh, begs me to ask each of us, how much courage do you have? I mean, would your friends, would your coworkers, would your family members call you a courageous person? You know, the dictionary defines courage this way, the ability to face and deal with a dangerous or difficult situation. Now, here are a couple of often uh, quoted uh, definitions of courage. Here's one, courage is fear that has said its prayers. 
General George Patton said this, courage is fear that holds on for just one more minute. Franklin P. Jones uh, defined it this way, courage is the ability not to let people know how scared you are on the inside. And Captain A. Riddenbacher described it by saying this, courage is doing what you're afraid to do. Where there is no fear, he said, there is no courage. Now think about that definition again. It's the ability to face and deal with dangerous or difficult situations. So again, I ask you, how much courage do you have? Will the people closest to you call you a courageous person? Will they call you a courageous person? I got to move over here a little bit because I got my notes all messed up. But uh, it's interesting to think about uh, the images of courage. Uh, most, most popular images of courage have to do with people fighting on a battlefield. It's the North and the South battling at Gettysburg. It's the soldiers coming ashore at Omaha Beach or the Marines on Iwo Jima. Uh, it's President Kennedy standing strong during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And it's the images of compassion from the brave men and women who fought in Iraq, which takes so much courage. Now, these are all popular images of courage. They have to do with warfare. They have to do with bloodshed and the clash of the military on a battlefield. There are no doubt that these images are a part of what courage is all about. However, now if that is all that courage means, many of us that are here today uh, who have never served our country in the military and on a battlefield, many of us would not experience courage. We would not be courageous people. Here are the faces of courage that I have seen in my lifetime as a pastor in the church. I've been in the ministry for 30-some years, and I've seen many, many faces of courage. It's the courage as a, as a family member, a family that uh, by the bedside of a loved one dying of terminal cancer and bravely allowing that person to die with dignity. Or a single mother struggling to raise her family while working two jobs to make ends meet. That could be a father as well. It's a face of a person who has fought their guts out to overcome an addiction because that addiction has controlled their life and the brave, the, brave, uh, the, uh, the courage that it took to do that. It's an elderly spouse who faces the last years of her life without the love of her life after many years of them being by their side. It's a child of divorce struggling with self-image, with doubt and, and anger and, and feelings of rejection and abandonment. It's, it's faces of a single person who, who stays, who has said to me, I am going to stay sexually pure until I'm married in a sex-driven culture. It's a person deciding not to get an abortion but to raise their child alone. It's an, it's an engaged couple who decide to wait until they're married. It's a person who will tell the truth knowing that it will cost them. It's an employee who sees something wrong and has the courage to tell its boss. It's a person that's facing a life-threatening surgery with a faith in God. You know, courage is a person who decides to live for Jesus in a hostile world. It's a, person who, it's a person who decides to live for Jesus at their school or in their workplace 
or even on Facebook. You know, as I look at these images of courage, I see they all have four things in common. The first one is bravery in the face of danger. The second thing I see is steadfastness in the face of opposition. Thirdly, I see action in the face of resistance. And fourth, optimism in the face of despair. The first one says, I won't be afraid. The second one says, I won't give up. The third one says, I won't be intimidated. And the fourth one says, I won't lose heart. You know, it's awesome to me to read the Bible and and see the, all the scriptures that talk about courage. And I thought I'd just share a couple of my most favorite scriptures that have gotten me through those difficult times because you see, I'm not the bravest person in the world. I, I, don't, I don't exhibit great courage in my life. Never served in the military. But I, these scriptures of time when I've needed to be courageous have helped me. First of all, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it uh, to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And then you have the psalmist uh, David, who said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When evil man advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. And then Timothy tells us again, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity or fear, but a, a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline. And then the, uh, the apostle John says, perfect love drives out fear. Now, I, I've read that, that there are 365 fear nots in the Bible, fear nots. Uh, in the Bible, uh, specific, specifically the King James uses the word fear not. And if that's true, that means there is one, there is one fear, there, there is one promise, there's one promise for fear for every day of the week. There's a promise for every fear that you and I could possibly experience in our life. There's a promise of God. So today I want to quickly give you two ways that will help you live a life of courage in the face of fear. I had eight of them, I'm only give you two. That's kidding, I only had two. Uh, number one. They will, help us move, they, they will help us move from a, a life of fear to one of courage. First of all, remember your position. Remember your position. You know, I'm sure serving in the military, there are many times you've had to remember that the, this is your position, that you're to stand. You know, my, my uh, nephew, Gay's nephew that she spoke about, Travis, he said, Gay said to him when we left his graduation at, uh, down in uh, Georgia, uh, I can't remember, Columbus, Georgia. I remember him saying, Gay saying to him, I'm so afraid for you, Travis. And he said, Aunt Gay, don't worry about me. I'm the finest trained soldier in America. He knew his position and he stood his position. And the first step to courage is remember what position you are in in Christ Jesus. 
is to remember that if Christ is in your life, then you are strong and you are victorious. You are accepted. You are justified. You are redeemed. You are saved and you are completely forgiven. Your sins are washed away. You are a child of the Most High King. You are seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenlies. You are justified, therefore you are righteous. And what I'm saying to you today, folks, if you are in Christ today, you were born for courage, not fear. You see, 1 Timothy 1 tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. And I'm saying to you today, if you and I have a spirit of fear, of anxiety in our life, it did not come for God. You see, God did not create you and I to live in fear and fill with anxiety, and that's why we're falling apart physically, because we're living in fear and anxiety, and God did not build our bodies to be able to live with fear and anxiety. He built us to be strong and courageous and victorious in our lives. God did not give his people a spirit of fear. So I want you to repeat after me today, okay? I should have you stand and raise your right hand, but I won't. Here's what you said. I want you to repeat. I'll say it, you say it, okay? And I want you to say it loud, okay? Just like you were cheering the Redskins on the victory today, okay? And just as loud as you cheer when the Cowboys lose, okay? Here we go. I am ready. Here we go. I am strong. I am victorious. I am accepted. I am justified. I am redeemed. I am saved. And I am completely forgiven. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Way to go. Yes. Some of you may remember the story. I'm going as fast as I can here. You may remember the story of an American hockey team at the 1980 Winter Olympics. How many of you were born in, before 1980? Wow. <laughs> A lot of you. A lot of you are old. <laughs> I wasn't born yet. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. It's a story about the American hockey team. Uh, basically, they were made up of men barely out of their teens. Uh, I, they, some of them were just down in college, and some of them were in college, but they were basically amateurs. They were given the, they weren't uh, they were given no chance of winning the gold medal because to win it, they had to defeat the unbelievably talented Russia, Russian hockey team a team that had not been beaten in Olympic competition uh, in 20 years. And as a team, the Russian team was considered unbeatable. In 1980, uh, the American team won the first three ga ga um, games and moved into the medal round. And they, had to, they were about to face the mighty Russian team in the semifinals. And nobody gave them a snowball's chance and you know where of winning that game. And in the locker room before the game, Coach Herb Brooks looked in the faces of his players and he knew he had just one chance of motivating them, one chance of saying something to them that could make all the difference in their life. And he said one sentence, men, you were born to play this game. Can you imagine in that room? He said, men, you were born to play this game. As one man, they arose and went out and beat the mighty Russian team and went on to beat Finland to win the gold medal against all odds. So I'm here to say to you, friends, I want to say this to you. I probably could have just came out and said this to you and sat down, but it's the most important thing I'll say to you today. Are you ready for it? You were born. You were born to play this game. You were born, each of us were born to play this game. You were born for courage. 
You were born for bravery. You were born for strength. You were born to be an overcomer. You see, if you're a believer in Christ today, God has given you his spirit. You were not born to be a coward. You were not one, to, you were not born to stand in the corner and live out a life of fear. You were not born to be a loser. Folks, you and I were born through Jesus Christ and through the power of the Holy Spirit to be victorious in our life, to be victorious over sin, to be victorious over death, to be victorious over the problems and the struggles and the trials of life that come our way. You and I have a position in Christ Jesus. Take our position. Finally, I want to encourage you to confront your fears. You will be gripped with fear until you decide to confront them. Fear will win every day in your life. That fear that you struggle with will win every day in your life until you stand up and you look fear straight in the eye and you say, fear, you're not going to win me over me anymore. I was made to play this game. I was made to play this game. And by the help of God and with the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to win against this fear in my life. Here's the great truth. You will never win and be courageous until you stand up and confront that fear that's kicking your butt. And if you have fear in your life today, you know exactly what fear is kicking you today. I didn't want to say butt twice, so I only said it once. <laughs> Courage is nothing more than seeing the fear and saying, I'm going to take action against that fear in my life. And that, my friends, is what courage is. It's facing and dealing with the impossible situations in your life and still believing that you were made for this game and that you were made to win and that God is going to come through for you. You see, courage is not something you add to your life. Courage is something that if you know Jesus Christ, that is buried deeply in your heart. It is the DNA of Jesus Christ and that DNA lives in you and he died for you and he took up the cross courageously so when you and I could live in victory. We are not losers. We are winners in Jesus Christ. And so if God put it in you, God put his spirit in you the moment you came to Christ. So use the courage that God has given us. You already have victory in Jesus Christ. Now live in that victory. You already have power. Use that power that God has given you. What is courage? It's facing and dealing with dangerous and difficult situations in your life. The Bible says that you and I are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. And it doesn't say that we're just conquerors. It says we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. There's an old Italian proverb that says, better to spend one day as a lion than a hundred years as a sheep. Better to spend one day with courageous faith in God than a whole lifetime trembling in fear. So go out of here today accepting that you were made to play this game and be courageous knowing that God will be with you and he will make you brave. No matter what situation you face today, if you are a born-again believer in Jesus Christ today, he lives in your heart and he will make you brave. Believing that God is for you, uh, if you believe that God is for you, who in the world can be against you? And trusting that if God is for you, no one can be against you and trusting there's no fear that you have that can hinder the promises of God that he has made in your life. Therefore, whatever life throws your way and no matter what 
uh, life is throwing your way, here's what I say. You can face it because you were made to play this game. So take courage, my friends, and be courageous. For the Lord our God is with us, and he makes us brave. You were made to play this game. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit's presence here right now. We thank you, Lord, that you gave, you made us, Lord, to play this game. And Lord, there are times when we play this game, we just need to be brave, and you have promised that you will make us brave and courageous, Lord, through your Spirit living in us. So Lord, as we close out our time together, we're again, we're so thankful for our military. We're so thankful for those who served. God, I just pray that you would protect those that are serving in harm's way today. Lord, there are men and women all around the world that are serving you, uh, God, or uh, serving our country, Lord, in a foreign land. And so, God, I pray protection over each one. God, will you make them brave? God, will you give them strength and, Lord, help them if they don't know you, that some chaplain, someone, God would remind them of just how much you love each one, God, and you will make them brave because, Lord, we were made to play this game. And so, God, I just pray right now in Jesus' name for every person in this room, those that are worshiping online, with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, if you're here today and you're facing a difficult situation in your life and you need to remember and need to allow God to make you brave, Gay and I just want to pray for you today. We want to pray that, that God will strengthen you and help you to confront that fear, to remember your position and confront the fear that you're facing in your life and that you could have victory to overcome. Now, if that's you today and you're facing some fear in your life and you know there's a challenge and you're being held back by fear and you'd like for us to pray for you, with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, would you just slip up your hands and say, would you guys pray for me? Yes, we see your hands all over the place. Just slip up, you put them right back down. Anybody else? Say, yep, pray for me. Yeah, I see your hand in the back. Anyone else? Yes, in the back over here. Anyone else? Yes, up front. Let's see your hand. Yes, up front here, we see your hand. Anyone else? We'll pray for you. Yes, in the back over here. To my right, I see your hands. Anyone else? Yes, in the very back. You know, the important thing, God sees your hand, and he loves you, and he made you to play this game. Father, we pray for each one right now. God, I pray that you would just wrap your loving arms of love and courage and strength around each one that raised their hand today, Lord. They're all facing situations in their life that's caused them to fear, Lord. And God, they've decided by raising their hand that they no longer want to live in fear, God, but they want to live in victory, knowing, God, that you have redeemed them, saved them, forgiven them, given them strength and courage. So, God, I pray victory over their lives right now. Bless them, Father, with strength and courage, Lord. And maybe you're here today and you're living in fear and, and you don't have the promises of God. You don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. His spirit does not live in you. You've never reached out to God and you've never accepted him and asked him to forgive you. Will you just take a moment right now and pray this prayer right after me? I'll pray it. You can pray it after me. You don't have to pray it out loud, whatever you want to do, but pray this. Jesus, I believe that you died on a cross so that I could be forgiven of my sins. Did you pray that? Just pray that. Jesus, please forgive me. Jesus, I invite you into my life right now to be my Savior. Just pray. Jesus, I invite you into my life right now to be my Savior. Now, if you prayed that, I want you to thank him. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. 
Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Savior. Now, with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, because I want to pray for you, Gay and I, as we close out our time together, if you prayed that prayer and you invited Jesus Christ into your life, would you just slip up your hand? You can put it right back down, and we're going to pray for you. Just, I prayed that prayer. Yes, see your hands. Yes, hands all over. God bless you. I see your hands. Anyone else? Yes, in the very back. I see your hand. And over here, I see your hand, young man. Anyone else? Anyone else? Just slip your hand up. Yes, in the very back. I see your hand. Anyone else? I prayed that prayer. Father, thank you for those who have prayed that prayer and believe, God, that you have forgiven them and that you're their Savior. I pray, Lord, that they would sense your spirit in their life right now, God, that you would just fill them with hope, God, that you would fill them with courage, God, that you would fill them with love and power and self-discipline, and God, that we would uh, just, God, that you would just empower them now with your loving arms of love and care around them, God. May they know just that they know that you love them. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we all stand? We're going to worship together. Here's what I want you to do. If you prayed that prayer and received Christ today, or maybe you just recommitted your life to Christ, what we want you to do is during this song, if you will, you don't have to, is come up light a candle. And just say, wow, I made a commitment today because we want to fill this candle up, the stage up with candles. You realize there are 60,000 people within six miles of this church who don't know Jesus Christ, and we believe God's called us to reach every one of them, at least share the gospel with them. We're praying every Wednesday night for four people specifically and praying for our community, putting a candle in the window. And you can pick up a candle if you'd like to join us. But if you receive Christ today, would you come up and light a candle or go out to the table as you leave? You can do that as well, both. And they have a band, a wristband for you that would show you and share with you what Jesus has done in your life today. So let's worship together and may God bless you.